Good morning and welcome to Ask Andy, a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. You can reach me on the web at newworthlaw, N-E-U-W-I-R-T-H-L-A-W.com or on the phone at 215-259-3687. So I want to talk to you today about a couple things. Usually the first thing that happens after a car accident is people are out of money, out of pocket, and they're upset, and most people don't have a lot of savings on hand to pay for unexpected expenses. So it's upsetting, and it stresses people out. So the personal finance discussion is one for another day. You should have, you know, a couple, three or four months of expenses lying around if you can. Um, But, you know, more importantly... There are a couple of things at play in terms of what I do that are frustrating to people. One is I'm not allowed to pay you money on your case. I just, there are like 9,000 ethical rules that say I can't front you money for personal expenses. I can put up money for the case, but I can't just give you cash. And I take that seriously and Every lawyer I know takes that seriously because it just sets up a bad relationship if we're loaning you money. We're not a bank. So, but what happens? Like, you know, the insurance company says, well, your car rental is up and you haven't bought a new car yet and your car was totaled, you know, because someone else hit you. Is that your fault? No. Are you still out of cash? Yes. So what happens? So then you get, you know, mad at the situation and that sometimes bleeds over into being mad at your lawyer. Um, But there's really not a lot I can do about that. And then people say, well, you know, I'm out a lot of cash or time. And I I say, yeah, I know. But, like, how much cash are you out? Are you out $1,000? Most likely, you know, you wouldn't have a lawyer representing you on a personal injury case if your case was worth $1,000. Because the lawyer's not going to bother because it's not a case that's worth a lot of money. So, you know, we try and tell clients that it's going to come out in the wash. But it's kind of hard if someone's up against you know, living paycheck to paycheck, and they don't have $100, much less $1,000 to spend, or they just don't want to. But the truth is that the $1,000 or $300 that you're out for co-pays or for car rental just pales in comparison to what the case is ultimately worth. And so really, you know, you're not going to get a lot of sympathy from your lawyer, but it sucks. Like, we appreciate that it sucks. But there's not a lot as a lawyer that your lawyer can do, okay? I can yell at people, I can do this, I can do that, I can negotiate lower rates on stuff, but there's not a lot I can do about your being out $1,000. So that's, that's the first thing. The next thing is, you know, really, one of the big challenges of what I do as your lawyer is you know, spending money on your case. And that's what, you know, makes a personal injury lawyer kind of what they are to some extent is we have piles of money that are designated in the business for case expenses. So I will happily spend, you know, $3,500 or $5,000 or $10,000 on an expert if it's worth it. And in my judgment, you know, sometimes... And most of the time, it's worth it to have a medical doctor testifying about your case. Now, why do you have to spend that money? 
I really don't have, you know, people complaining at the end of a case about spending money on their case because most of the time it made the case stronger. So really, you know, most people don't care that I'm spending money out of their funds on their case because its goal is to help the case. And everyone pretty much understands, you know, why I'm doing it and why doctors get paid, you know, three grand, five grand, ten grand more to testify because you're taking time out of their day and it's a little bit of a racket, but not a huge racket. And, you know, it, it gets results. You know, spending money on cases gets results. That's just the end of the story. Sometimes you'll spend money on the wrong expert or on the wrong expense, but spending money on cases, you know, increases their value because the other side has to either pay attention to what your expert says or get their own expert, and hopefully, you know, you're right. Now, the question sometimes clients ask me is, you know, why do we need that? Why do we need an expert? Why do we need, um, you know, an economist? Why do we need a chiropractor? Well, you need these things because your lawyer, me, saying stuff is just not sufficient legally. It doesn't carry any weight in court. I'm not allowed to tell a jury or tell a judge, you know, in a trial, which is the ultimate outcome that, you know, you had a broken leg, even if I have an x-ray showing you had a broken leg. Because, you know, technically it's hearsay. Someone told you that. A doctor told you that out of court in a situation and the doctor's not coming in well, I've got all these medical records, that doesn't count either. You know, you need a doctor to tell you something's broken because your layperson, meaning you and me, can't, you know, explain technically what a medical record is and what the x-ray shows. So you need the doctor. Now, here's kind of a gruesome, gory story. One of my first days of work as an assistant district attorney in Queens, New York, um, a groom, a guy who came in from, who worked at the stables in Aqueduct Racetrack was brought, was arrested because he was having sex with a horse. And he was seen with his pants down, standing on a bucket, having sex with a horse in the stables. Pretty gross, like, first week on the job as an assistant DA. And my boss at the time said, all right, you know, get this person, you know, arraigned, meaning, you know, they got to be read their rights and all that stuff and, and set bail. He says, what do you need to prove this case? <clears throat> What's the judge going to ask for? And I said, I have no idea. He was like caught in the act and the guy spoke Spanish and no statement was taken. So there was no real proof from the victim that anything had happened. So my boss said, you better find a veterinarian right away to examine the horse. And sure enough, a veterinarian had examined the horse at the stables. And we needed to have the veterinarian say they had been evidence of penetration of the horse because the horse wasn't going to be a witness and the groom wasn't talking. So you needed some evidence that there had been a crime committed. So that's kind of what we deal with sometimes as lawyers. Well, like I know the leg is broken. It was in a cast, but I still need to prove it sufficiently that it's admissible in court. And that's, you know, a lot of times what we spend time, effort and money on is getting someone who's an expert like a doctor, to come into court and help us explain what's going on in a case. So that's a little bit of, you know, what we spend money on and, you know, to some extent why your initial expenses, though frustrating, pale in comparison because really, you know, we're looking for cases that are 50000 100000 a $1 million cases and the 1000 that you're out 
as frustrating and as annoying and, and ex, you know, exasperating as it is because you're out money through no fault of your own is kind of pales in comparison to the, the grand scheme of, of your legal case. All right. I hope you all have a great day and week. This has been Ask Andy. I hold people accountable. Take care.